Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The uh, title of our podcast today is Crash Landing, the Death of Lawn Chair Larry, Brandy. Excellent. Are you excited about this topic? So excited. Do not tell me what an aviator is. Well, that was nice brandy time. Uh, no, we, <laughs> have, we haven't got to brandy time yet because I haven't introduced her. But I will say this is about a would-be aviator. Yes. Who um, uh, wanted to fly, and uh, eventually he achieved his dreams in an unorthodox manner, Brandy. I'm so excited. Yes. Uh, let me introduce, uh, before we get started, though, let me remind everyone, we are a adult comedy podcast. We use adult language, so if you're offended by... Uh, go fuck yourself. If you're offended by adult language... There we go. No, they're, no, they're already gone, Timmy. We don't have to tell them anything. You're not, you're they not just, been introduced. They just slammed the podcast shut. Like he cares. They just slammed that computer down, ran out of the room this with the hair on fire. This is why we get bad reviews. And Shock. I was mentioning to my co-host here before we... I, I see what they've been doing. They get me angry before we start the You're podcast. always angry, Tim. And then I You're come the off like an asshole. But what seen. you folks don't hear is what happens before the podcast. Brandy's late. Chuck's what? Not, Chuck's running around at doing what? Anything. You're no, late. No, Chuck's running around not getting late. A, you, uh, hold on, hold on. This is not what happened before the show. You, where, where's Chuck? Where's Chuck? I come walking in because you just sent me down to my office to print out the goddamn <laughs> script. I come in here and say, here's a script. Brandy says, I already printed off the script. Oh, and yeah, he's and, like, and, and we were wondering where you were at. Well, I was down my office printing out the goddamn script. Who researched that script? Who wrote that script? I don't know. Whoever writes the All shit. I'm asking whoever you writes the shit on Wikipedia, print. I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> not true. Biggest what? bitch on this show. <laughs> I yes. swear. What the fuck's wrong with you? You ain't had lunch yeah. today, have you? No, you, I haven't. You know, you need, a, you need a Snickers bar, Timmy. Oh. <laughs> But they get me upset that was before like, we go on in the air. And then when we go on the air, I jump on them. And then it makes me like I'm the asshole. Well, you guys are really You kind of are the asshole. You, you kind of are Never the mind asshole, the fact Timmy. that You remember him sitting sitting in your office like the godfather yesterday? Yeah. Like petting his little cat going, <laughs> yeah. I don't really care what kind of passion projects you guys do. Because you guys, but, there, there's like 15 different projects you guys are on. This is... This is the moneymaker right here. History dweebs. This We've got the largest audience. You're I know you're off what on Envisions and you're off on Rants and Reasons. But this is the one that has the big audience. And you have to put a little energy into Look, that. I'm going to tell you something, Timmy. I'm like Eric Estrada, okay? Now, he might have made his Your fame. Your punch. 
<laughs> he might have made his fame on chips, right? He did. But he went off and did some independent projects when he wanted to do quality work. He's selling land in Arkansas. <laughs> Isn't he doing reverse mortgages now? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's selling land in Arkansas. He's advertising for Arkansas. Yeah. All right. So, all right. you know. All no, that's the Fonz that's doing uh, reverse mortgages. You, yeah. Yeah, you don't understand it. Me and the devil are creative people, Timmy. Yeah, well, no, I don't understand it because you never create nothing on this show. <laughs> it's not true. We create a warm, welcoming environment. <laughs> we do. We Let do. If you want a goddamn hostile all the time. Despite you. Yeah. Let me introduce a lady who really needs no introduction. She is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent. I need to change this back to penis loving because nah. that was a much better introduction when you were penis loving pill popping no the ladies uh known as her majesty queen brandy the first how are you today brandy well timmy i found out this thank morning. you no <laughs> stop i have fascinated i fascinating. have an injury <laughs> that is some crazy yeah, shit <laughs> i'm the dick on this i'm the dick i have to have pt on my elbow like Bullshit. You know why? What, what do they make you do for PT on the I don't know. I have to go have it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you know what you need I've to do? I've got some big long Put a straw in that it. 40 you're drinking all the time, devil. <laughs> so you don't have to bend the elbow so yeah, much. We got a lot. You know, we can. We, see, Colonel, you really should align with me because they pick on you too for being mean to Brandy. They do. But they she's, do. She's, because you guys are asshats to no, me. No, because you're a wretched woman. Not wretched. And you're drunk most of the time. <laughs> that is neither here nor there. And you're a mean drunk. That's neither here if nor there. If you're a happy drunk, we could take it, but you're a mean drunk. <laughs> so, but no, I could see where you would get a problem in your elbow because you're lifting those 40s back all the time. Well, you think my arm would be stronger. You got repetition disorder. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that the clinical medical the term? Repetition disorder. And you know what else I got in the mail this week? Chuck can attest to this. I got a little bitty camera that you can put in your ear. Oh, that's the sweetest one I've ever seen. You can put it in your ear when you can put up your nose too, and you can look and but you can see your eardrum and get all the shit out of your ear really? if you need to. It's oh, last amazing. night I went Does it fit in your colon. I don't. I don't know. I would not. I would like to have a well, colon it's, cam. It's. I, I'm not sticking. <laughs> I'm not sticking my camera in it's your colon. It's only got. A, it's only got about. <laughs> Two foot cord on it, yeah, maybe. maybe so, yeah. I mean, you could probably hook well, it up to an well, extension. It's like holding on to a tampon or something, you know. You well, you know, it. one of my friends was having to get a colonoscopy, and I, yeah, I sent him a picture <laughs> of a, a colon, a do-it-yourself kit, if you a DIY colonoscopy. It was a little camcorder and and uh, about twenty feet of rope uh -huh. and some Vaseline. What more you need? Nah, really don't. You don't. don't you know. can do your own colonoscopy. But Chuck has Chuck has waxy ears. I, however, no. Minute, Actually, you put, did you get it cleaned I, out? I went last night. Ears. I got that soaky stuff that yeah. you put in your ears. Then I let it Ooh. all sick in there. You put your camera in his ear? Well, I got little things on it that yeah, are it's disposable. Got a disposable cleaner thing. Yeah, I, she was my own personal physician yesterday. Yeah. She's How my pretty? ENT. How pretty was my eardrum? Oh, she. I, I will tell you this. Now, she's a wretched woman. Uh -huh. All right. Her soul is black as coal. Mm -hmm. But her ears, Timmy. Pretty clean. Her ears. No, they're. They're the Spotless. prototype ear. You could be an inner ear model. I totally could do yeah. that. Goddamn right you are could. Are there big demand for inner ear models? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure in certain circles there are. Yeah. So I'm pumped because I even got little tools to get all the shit out. And I'm yeah. so excited. Nobody will let me do that to them yet. But I'm working on it. But that's pretty disgusting. It's amazing. Well, let me introduce a man. It's who on YouTube. <laughs> I watch it on. <laughs> I'm an expert now because I've watched hours of it on YouTube. <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad you're using your time productively. You could be researching scripts during that time. I am. Looking well, at other people's ears. I know, but it's so satisfying. It's like popping a big zit. Let me I'll watch that too. Let me. Speaking of a big zit, right? Let, let me introduce a man who is uh, known. Th- who's really the moral compass of our podcast? He is not a man who is uh, known as an oasis in the desert of despair. By he's no been, one. He's been described as that. No. The very honorable. The Reverend, the Colonel, Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm good, Timmy, and I'll tell you why I'm good. You know why I'm good, Timmy? Why is that, Colonel? Because I'm the goddamn Colonel. What do you think about that, Brandy? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm the Colonel, goddammit. Uh, uh, Colonel, are you, are you excited to talk about Is this, by the way, this guy was Larry Walters. Is he in relation to you? Actually, you know how you know he is. people call me Hawk Walters. Yeah. Well, we used to call him... He was the original. He's Eagle Walters, Timmy. Yeah, okay. Well, this guy is an idiot. But and you'll see why we call him Eagle Walters. Okay. Let me tell you about Larry Walters, Brandy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, could I listen? He, he dreamed. You can. You can. <laughs> I thought you already knew since you you know. If he well, I do, relevant. but I just want to make sure you get it right. Okay. Larry Walters. I'm a fact checker. Fake is, news. Who may be, or may not be related to the colonel. He uh, Always dreamed of becoming an aviator. He would eventually achieve his dream in an unorthodox manner, Brandy. You got shades on. That kind of scares me. <laughs> what are she, you doing with aviators? Sunlight? She's getting all They're diva. They're aviators. She's getting okay. all diva on us. <laughs> they like are Bono. aviators, aren't they? <laughs> really getting into this. I'm like Bono. Thing. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So she's not. She she's got glaucoma. <laughs> she's got guacamole. That's why she always smoking that herb, Timmy. I see. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Is it because your eyes are bloodshot? That's why you're wearing sunglasses. I don't know that that's any concern of yours. But let's talk about Leisure Suit Larry here, whatever the fuck his name (laughs) is. Lawn Chair Larry. Whatever. Leisure Suit Larry. Despite his achievements, Brandy. (laughs) Larry. Wait a minute. We're calling this an achievement? (laughs) Larry found his fame to be fleeting. Well, floated away. (laughs) This is the story of Lawn Chair Larry Walters. Well, who may or may not be related to the colonel. Right. Tell yeah. me more. Well, when you learn more about him, you probably think he is related. He probably is. Lawrence Richard Walters was born on April 19, 1949, in Los Angeles, California. Perfect. Sunny California. I, you know, I got a question about the podcast. I understand that we give their, you know, the year they were born in, just yeah. to give you some context. Why in the fuck we got to know everybody's birthday? I, I kind of like it. <laughs> I mean, because this is Timmy's show, bitch, and he'll do it the way he wants. Thank I mean, you, Brandy. He's a Sagittarius or something. I don't give a fuck if he's a Leo. Larry was raised by his mother and two sisters, Brandy. A lot of panties in that house. <laughs> How come you never say Colonel? Colonel he had a, Larry had a very happy childhood. As a young child... Larry always dreamed of flying. As a small boy, he read books on aviation. He spent most of his spare time, you can relate to this, Colonel, sniffing glue. No, building model airplanes. I used to sniff AKA. Some glue. <laughs> AKA sniffing glue. That's why you built the model airplane, so you get the glue. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And building flying contraptions, Brandy. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like the lost right brother. <laughs> he is. He was Larry Wright. He attended air shows with his mother as a child and would lay on the roof of the family home and stare at the sky. 
He tracked flight patterns and became familiar with flight schedules at the local airport. So he was a nut on a hot tin roof, devil. I feel like pattern had an extra syllable. (laughs) Larry (laughs) told anyone who would listen, Brandy, that he planned to uh, be a jet pilot someday for the United States Air Force. What do you think about that, Brandy? It's good to have goals. (laughs) When he was 11 years old, Larry constructed some wings out of wood and masking tape and tried to fly off his mother's roof. Sounds That's legit. The dumbest damn thing I've ever Sounds seen. Sounds legit. He broke his arm in several places. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. No. <laughs> That's a shocker. But he was excited uh, about his attempt and told the paramedics that he flown several feet before he hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, goddamn right. Like one of those cartoon like characters. 15 feet straight down. <laughs> yeah. I flew 15 feet. All right. It's like Scooby-Doo running off a cliff there for a second. (laughs) Legs keep moving. Nothing's there. At age 13, uh, you know, I was always amazed by uh, how... Bra straps? No, no, no. (laughs) The, uh, you know... uh, Thermos. The roadrunner. (laughs) The roadrunner. Yeah. He was a smart motherfucker. Well, he was because... He could paint those little things in rocks. Yes. If he comes to a dead end, he just paint a little hole and go right through. And go right through. But then it would never work for a wily coyote. coyote. Yeah, the coyote. Not not as wily as his name would suggest. I I feel like if the wily coyote had a podcast, it would be this one. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) It would be this one. I'm not sure what you... I'm not sure how to take that. Because we like we this topic or tend this to run into walls general. a lot. That's no. all. Wow. Back to Larry, Lawn Chair Larry. Uh, at age 13, he visited a Army-Navy surplus store, Brandy. As one does. Uh, so uh, there he, bought, he saw some empty weather balloons hanging in the store ceiling. <sighs> and thought that it would be interesting to uh, be an interesting way to attain flight. I agree. When he turned 16, he's, he begged his mother to take flying lessons, but the family did not li- have the financial means in order to allow him to do that, so he just hung out at the local airfield and did odd jobs. Well, what do you think about that, Timmy? I think he's very dedicated <laughs> to flight. Hell. What do you he, think about that, He Brandy? was the bird man. <laughs> he's like Pooh Bear in the balloon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I'll leave Larry alone. He was very, he was very, he had aspirations, which is more which, I can unlike say for, us. Yeah, more I can <laughs> say for both of you. I, I, you know, I like to keep the thing on topic here, but I'll tell you real quick. Would you? Because that'd be a first. Was, my father was in Korea. Mm-hmm. He was a meteorologist in Korea. And the way that he would gauge the weather was by <laughs> yeah. using these weather God. balloons. Wait, did he just go out and lick his finger? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was pretty important for the Air Force to know where they could fly and the Navy to know where they could fly. So he'd launch these weather balloons. And uh, fascinating. No, what was fascinating was (laughs) when the first (laughs) balloon went up. There's more. You knew that apparently it became problematic when the first balloon went up. And got shot out of the air. You knew to just leave the area. Yeah, that would be problematic. I learned that from MASH. Raining steel. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what my dad did in Korea. Korea. Huh? That's what my dad did. He would, but he said you. Why? Well, you know. He, she learned I it from that. Matt. She didn't need to go into service for that. <laughs> yeah. I have well, firsthand knowledge. Watch Mash. You have no firsthand knowledge. <laughs> well, I have passed me down knowledge. Uh, yeah. Larry got to know the pilots at the local airfield, and on several occasions was taken for rides in their plane. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Well, he got to fly. What he had to do for that. 
When he turned 18, Larry enlisted in the United States Air Force in the hopes of learning to fly. Did he have fallen arches? No. His mother was concerned about him joining the military, though, because after all, this was 1967, and the U.S. was uh, involvement in Vietnam was heating up. Yeah, nom. But Larry dreamed of becoming a Top Gun, Brandy. We all do. Nom wasn't no fun, man. Upon his enlistment, enlistment in the Air Force, it was discovered that Larry had poor eyesight. Oh, uh, that'll fuck you up. Yeah, it ruined your. It ruined his uh, flighting flight career. So he couldn't. He, he they wouldn't train him as a pilot because he had fours. Well, you know, here's a funny thing to me. You know, I I have a disability. Um, of we know color blindness. Right, like and a dog. My father was in the Air Force, and I looked into the Air Force when I got out, and that's how I found out I was colorblind. And you know, if you're you colorblind, looked into the Air Force after you got <clears> out, <throat> out of high school. Okay. Well, you know, words are important. <laughs> out of jail. <laughs> out, of high school, out of reform school. Out of Boys Town. Okay. But uh, that's when I found out I was colorblind. And, okay. you know, there's very few things you can do in the Air Force if you're colorblind. Yeah. Apparently, they depend on color a lot. Yeah. Well, Larry, they, they depend on eyesight to fly. Usually. Yeah. Bats don't. Uh, Larry uh, served in an air uh, support capacity in the Air Force. Did two tours of duty in Vietnam, Brandy. Received several medals. Well, good for him. What, we, we say to someone like that. Thank you for your service. Yes. Well, although he Larry, did two tours over there. Although Larry loved the Air Force, he was deeply disappointed he could not fly. Well, you know, like the rest of us, he has to live, learn to live with disappointment. <laughs> with his limitations. After leaving the Air Force, uh, Larry began to hatch his plan to pursue his dream. It was around the same time, uh, Charles, that Larry met a woman. Larry met a woman. There's a country song like that. Larry met a woman. He met a woman by the name, the woman of his dreams, a beautiful woman by the name of Carol Van Dusen. Carol Van Dusen? No. Probably German. Probably. <laughs> Von. Uh, Carol. Nine! Shell oh. Shared Larry's love of flying. Of well, that's nice. And she admired his passion and determination. For Larry, it was the first time he ever fell in love, and he was smitten, Brandy. Aw. That first piece of tail is always the one that you hang on to. The couple uh, would take long walks in the nearby uh, uh, Angeles National Floor, Floors, Forest. Forest. <laughs> Come on, Forest. This they forest. both right. love nature, uh-huh. and they would hike and picnic in uh, the forest almost every weekend. You ever think that, you think, does nature. it say anything in your research about them doing the, da- the knocking boots in no. the woods? Nature's dirty. Bumping uglies. They discussed their lives, though, and they planned a life together. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. They both loved children and dreamed of having a big family. Well, that's their problem. In the evenings, the that cup- changes. In the yes. evenings, the couple would sit on Larry's rooftop, at, just as he did as a child, and stare at the stars together. Aww. Larry told Carol about his dreams of flying, and the two would hold hands for hours and discuss their future together. They were soon engaged and were planning a wedding. Lovely. But before he settled down, but before he settled down, Larry wanted to pursue his dream to fly. Mm -hmm. And Carol wanted to help him. So why why does this happen have to happen before he gets married? Well, you know, before he settles down, he wants to fly. Sure. Uh, Well, don't we all? (laughs) So they developed, they hatched a plan. Uh Uh-huh. The plan was simple, Brandy. Did they go down to the Acme store? 
As a matter of fact, they did. I love the Acme store. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they have bouncy shoes. I'm wearing Acme underwear right now. The plan was simple. <laughs> Acme boxes. Nice. It called for Larry to attach himself. Have a blow-up butt. <laughs> it called for Larry to attach a couple of helium weather balloons, helium-filled weather balloons, to a lawn chair. Sounds safe. Then cut away an anchor and float above the backyard a height of about 30 feet for a couple of hours. Uh-huh. So that would get this flight thing out of the system. So what could go wrong? Well, I can think of so many things right now. <laughs> the flight would end... He would to end the flight. He would use a pellet gun to pop the balloons, one after another, to gently return to the earth. That below. is how he got this idea. It was from yeah, the mm. Roadrunner. Yeah, it was a Roadrunner actually. Larry, now thirty-three, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> was living in North Hollywood, California, and was working as part time as a truck driver, uh, and he delivered stuff for a film production company. He invested his entire savings, four thousand dollars. And then Carol got more in. than I do. Carol pitched in some as That's well. That's a big chunk well, of change in, right there. This is in uh, yeah. This a is in the early eighties too. Shot caller. Yeah, goddamn right. In the project, uh, purchasing uh, nearly four dozen surplus weather balloons from California Toy Time Balloons. That's the Did name that of the company? Because you can't even order those on Amazon at the time. Did that raise eyebrows? <laughs> no. So anyway, uh, he got a sturdy aluminum lawn chair. No, yes. Right. How Sears. sturdy? When have you ever seen a sturdy <laughs> aluminum lawn chair? Never, ever. Yeah. You remember those that had that like, plastic woven <laughs> shit? Yeah. Everybody fell. Everybody fell in those. Like everyone. Yeah. Hold on. Or, or was it one of those like lawn, the beach chairs that like stretch all the way out that, that, with the oh, plastic those are nice. tubes? Those are nice. Yeah. Now, Still, oh, I just got to tell everybody's fall out of those. My father-in-law, you know, my stepfather-in-law, Renee's mother, yes. some bitch can drive me crazy. Yes. So he comes over our house. We're having a birthday party for the boys or whatever. My backyard has a slope to it. Uh-huh. And I see what he's about to do. And he... But I decide this is going to be amusing. And I tell Taylor, watch this, Taylor. And the man opens up his chair, puts it down on the slope with his back to the slope, devil. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. With no balloons. <laughs> Sits in the chair. <laughs> and the motherfucker rolls 30 feet backwards down my yard into the bushes. That is very fun. <laughs> and they got caught. And then got caught he in the bushes. He was still tangled up in the chair with, and the, the bushes. Yeah, there was sticker bushes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he, me and Taylor were laughing so hard, and he got up mad like it was our fault. <laughs> and I said, don't you understand the basic laws of physics? I mean, you have no idea. This is not my fault. It's not neither the hill's fault, neither the chair's fault. It is simply... Your fault. Was it one of the aluminum lawn chairs? <laughs> it was. Yeah. We laughed because so it folded up around him as oh, yeah. he started to oh, fall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those fuckers will get you. They'll oh, yeah. eat and you. And your legs will go through them. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. It's the funniest well, damn thing I've ever seen. Well, Larry was in a sort of a same, but Larry had the foresight to take skydiving lessons just in case. Oh, well, hey, that's thinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just in case it would go wrong. That's a good plan. It's a great plan. Wiley Coyote always had a, ba uh, a parachute, but it never worked. It never worked. The night before the launch... They did a short uh, test flight uh, of the contraption. Larry and several friends met uh, and uh, with his girlfriend. 
The uh, crew inflated balloons throughout the night and rigged them together in a chair. The crew? There's a yeah, crew? Yeah, like, yeah, there was a... There's a crew? There's a whole crew of these the idiots. The pit crew. Jesus. They have a pit crew? Well, there's only one guy in the chair, though. I really have this image of him on one of those, like, hot pink <laughs> yeah. laid out lawn chairs. Houston, we have a problem. Throwing some sun in in his hair. <laughs> so, copper tone on. So they hook up the balloons to the lawn chair, and Brandy's going to tell us what happens next. Dumbass. So at 11 o'clock on the morning of July 2nd, 1982, ah, 1982, Larry proudly sat atop his lawn chair under his towering apparatus, christened Inspiration One. That's a nice name. Yeah, it's lovely. Inspiration One, yeah. It's inspirational. There was going to be no Inspiration Two, I, 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 I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm just wondering if he had that put on the back of the chair, because <laughs> yeah. that'd be sweet. Spray painted. Mm-hmm. For, <laughs> not just spray painted. Airbrush. Airbrush, yeah. <laughs> yes. Four tiers of helium-filled balloons, over 40 in total, rose tall above him. Oh, that's smart. He didn't have them all in one tier. He had four different tiers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's smart, Randy. Well. I think that's probably the only way well, to do see. it. <laughs> well, let's see. Yeah, let's see how smart that is. <laughs> the flight plan, in air quotes, called for Walters and his balloons to fly out over Long... What? Fly out over Long Beach? And 300 miles east towards the Mojave Desert. Well, so this some bitch was planning on flying 300 miles. He wasn't just going to hover. This fucker was taking a road trip. <laughs> it, okay. was the, it was the flight plan. You know, I so. thought he was only supposed to go 30 feet. And yeah, get I thought he was going to hover. I think the problem is he can't control it once he gets up there. You, you know, think that's the problem? <laughs> you think that might be the motherfucking problem? You know what he's like? I he's, thought he was just going to hover tethered to his fence or something so over the, the yard. That was a test run. Well, that's stupid. Larry was equipped with an altimeter. 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 It measures how high you are. Well, no, I get that. I'm just, I was spelling it how it was written. (laughs) Or I was saying it how it was written. A parachute, a life jacket in the event of a water landing. Oh, that's prepared. thinking right there. Well, he was going to go over the beach. I wonder if he had food. Uh, well, he, he had a two-liter bottle of Coke. (laughs) Okay, that's all you need. A six-pack of Miller. (laughs) A sandwich. And a CB walkie-talkie. Had a ham sandwich. <laughs> break a break of one night. Yeah, well, buddy. this was back when CBs were popular. Right? But how did he get power from the son bitch? I don't know. I mean, it was battery operated. Battery oh, pack? Okay. Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an aviator you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, I never thought it's of Top that. Gun. Uh, Larry also MacGyver had... here. Oh, well. And my grandpa used to call it... Larry had a B, B gun. Oh, BB gun, a pellet yeah, gun? A BB gun. Yeah. Yeah. My grandpa was a drunk. Uh, to shoot the balloons and lower family. his altitude. <laughs> uh, he also took a camera, but would later admit to interviewers, I was so amazed by the view, I didn't even take a picture. <laughs> Damn. You know, there was I, I, there was a story. My mom had a sick sense of humor. She calls me from work one day. She only called me when there was something really sick going on. And she's telling me about this photographer, and she said, did you hear the news about the photographer? And I said, no. And she said, he was a photographer. He was photographing skydivers. And he jumped out of the plane with the skydivers, and he was just got so fascinated with the skydivers that some bitch forgot to pull his cord. Oh, that sucks. And the pictures that he, the, the, the camera survived, and you had skydivers pointing to the some bitch trying to tell him, pull your cord. Idiot. Oh, but he was 
He was so caught up in his craft. Well, he was caught kind up in like it. us when we're podcasting. And then when he got, when he realized that they had pulled their cords and he was, you know, and then it was too on, late. It was too late. My mom <laughs> said he hit the ground at 95 miles an hour. And then the, <laughs> did he live? And then My the mom parachute so goes up. <laughs> you know, that's what. That would have you me. ever noticed with Wiley Coyote on, a, like, when he gets a parachute, he'll come down at like 120 miles an hour. And then the parachute will open like four feet from the ground. And he floats. And no, he floats for just a second. It stops him. And then he goes from zero to 120 in like six feet and hits the ground at 120 like miles an, an hour. Uh, like uh, Bugs Bunny when he's in an airplane that's going to crash. And right before he hits he the He just ground, jumps off. Yeah. Oh, it runs out of gas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Continue, Brandy. So. Enough of this nonsense. Tethered to the ground via three lines tied off to the bumper of a Jeep. There we go. Well, that's going to hold you down. Mm -hmm. uh, Walters waited with breathless anticipation as the ropes were to be cut. But after Carol cut one of the tethers holding the craft earthbound, the other two ropes snapped. <laughs> Larry hadn't realized how powerful the buoyancy of the balloons were. Never underestimate the buoyancy of balloons. <laughs> well, yeah, Larry and his balloons. lawn chair were rocketed skyward. <laughs> his eyeglasses were ripped <laughs> from his face. Oh, now I can't believe he didn't think ahead of time to put the little elastic on. strap around there. Well, Walters. <laughs> he wasn't expecting it to take off. And, and remember, this motherfucker got poor eyesight, so he can't even do shit. He don't know. I know. I know. That's a problem. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Problem. It's a problem, Brandy. <laughs> it's a problem when you're flying. He didn't have echolocation. Problem when you're flying no, blind. It gets better. Uh, Walters, a North Hollywood truck driver uh, uh, with no pilot or balloon training, was soaring upwards at an alarming rate. <laughs> When he had expected to attain level flight at merely 100 feet above the ground. How, far, how high did he go, Brandy? I don't know. Hold on. We're you're getting get there. Yeah, you're getting to it. All right. Using his CB radio that he carried aboard the lawn chair with him, he radioed his girlfriend on the ground. What the fuck? Well, hold on. Carol says, you're going to be directly over us, so in a few, about a minute or two... Uh, so look down and see if you can see us. And he says, okay, I'll be looking for you. <laughs> and Carol says, we can already see your balloons. Maybe when you get over, you're going to go into, you're going to go into some blue stuff. Can you see, like, like the sky. sky. <laughs> Carol wasn't, must have been, you know. Carol wasn't splitting Adam down there. She yeah. Was. Can you see us down now? Can you see us? 
Walter says, Carol, I'm I'm almost 6,000 feet over. <laughs> I can't see much of anything. Laugh. I don't think it's that funny. <laughs> I can except, see the whole continental United yeah, States. Except for a lot of houses. He got, he got over 16,000 feet, mm-hmm. which is pretty far. Can you let me have this? You fucking this chicken. I'm fucking this chicken. I'm holding it. I'm holding it for you, yeah. girl. Well, I'll get, hold get it. He it. fucking takes it away from me. I might as well nut somewhere else. <laughs> Continue, please, Brandy. Fucker. What do you think about that, Timmy? Yeah. <laughs> Larry was ecstatic. He was flying higher than he ever dreamed possible. Here we go. Fearing that he might unbalance the load, <laughs> he did not dare shoot any balloons with his pellet gun. Instead, he spent about two hours aloft and soared up to 16,000 feet. <laughs> Over oh, yeah. three miles high. It's got to get pretty goddamn cold up you there. You have to be like <laughs> colder than a witch's tit up that high. Why did you want to start to run a, out? Uh, passenger jet. They would fly about thirty thousand feet. Twenty-five, thirty thousand. Yeah. That motherfucker could have got run out. <laughs> a plane coming in landing would have yeah, hit him. He runs into that problem. Well, here we go. <sighs> Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Are you <laughs> fucking kidding He's me? Someone has said it. Uh, but I didn't know. All you have to do is say, let's see. Don't let's have to sit there and go, well, we went into that. Let's see. What I'm just going to give it all away now. Fuck it. What happens next, Brandon? Well, I don't know. Let's see. You know what he does? You know what we're going to start calling him? Money shot. Yeah. <laughs> because he, just, he takes all the money shots. He's only here for the money oh, shot. Believe me, you're not the first to call me that. <laughs> I bet we are. All right. Brandy, stop the podcast and get your phone. <laughs> You know what? I just got to make sure it's not one of my kids. Shut up. (laughs) All right. So from San Pedro, Larry and his balloons began to drift over Long Beach and cross the primary approach corridor of the Long Beach airport. That's when you got problems. Airline pilots for both TWA and Delta reported seeing him over the control (laughs) tower at the Long Beach airport. Knowing that this was possible, Larry used, well, because he's planned for this. I'm just wondering what those pilots were going through their what mind. What the fuck? That's what's going through their mind. What <laughs> the fuck? Uh, Larry used a CB radio and using channel nine, that is the emergency CB radio channel for oh, yeah. all those that the wondered. The official ones. Attempted. I'm going to get me another, another CB. Well, he's attempted to notify the tower. The conversation was recorded by the Crest React Radio Emergency Associated Communications Team in Corona, California. And it goes a little something like this. React. What information do you wish to tell? What what information do you wish me to tell them, the air traffic control, at this time, as to your location and your difficulty? That's pretty fucking difficult. Walters. Uh, the difficulty is uh, that this was an unauthorized balloon launch, and uh, I know I'm in a federal airspace, and uh, I'm sure my ground crew, whatever. Has alerted the proper authorities. I bet they haven't. That's probably before nine. But uh, just call them and let them know I'm okay. The fuck? They don't care if you're okay. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say you're okay until you're landed. Yeah. In disbelief in what they were hearing, the crew at React asked further questions of Walters. What begs some questions? Well, sure. React. What color is the balloon? Walters. The balloons are beige in color. I'm in a bright blue sky, which would be... Very highly visible. The lawn chair. React. Uh, balloon size. Walters. Size approximately uh, seven feet in diameter each. Holy shit. And I probably have about 35 left 
over. <laughs> React. You're saying you have a cluster of 35 balloons. <laughs> Walters. These are 35 weather balloons. That's a big tip. Not a single balloon, sir. <laughs> Dumbass. Send me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it Plural. is, it is Plural. 35 weather balloons. Yeah. Larry spent the next several hours floating around the Los Angeles basin. Helicopters were sent out to investigate and to confirm the the unidentified flying object 16,000 feet above the airport was indeed a man in a lawn chair. Yeah, this is Skybird to Tower. We've got a man in a lawn chair. Oh, here we go. He was so amazed by his magnificent view that he forgot to take any pictures. He did have a beer or two, however, and ate his sandwich. But Larry was not dressed for such a high altitude. Shivering in the thin air, Larry finally used his pellet gun to start popping balloons in order to lower his altitude. At what point do you just pass out? I mean, you, uh, I don't know. Descending. I thought the colonel would know the answer. Well, of course, but he's not paying out? attention. It wasn't a, not roughly about 19,000, depending on where you're at, but roughly it's going to be about 19,000 feet when you get to an oxygen level. Your blood level oxygen is going to go down to about 82%. You're going to lose consciousness. Thank you, colonel. That's why he's on the show, Brandy. Mm. All right. So, Larry's, Larry starts popping balloons with his B-gun. Okay. Descending, he aimed as best he could to land at the Virginia Country Club in Long Beach, but he descended short of the golf course and headed into a residential neighborhood. I just think it's it's astounding that he could actually hit the balloon, you know, shoot. And well, it's not that fucking far away. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But, you know, um, that, that it would penetrate the balloon, because those things are pretty heavy. I don't know. All right. Yeah, they're, they're thick canvas. Yeah. The part that was scary was the last 300 feet with the rooftop, rooftops. Yeah, that last 300 feet is kind of That's scary. a bitch. Watch your step. And telephone Especially poles. Especially last foot. Depending uh, on how fast you're going. Yeah. With the rooftops and the telephone poles coming up so fast, Larry was praying that he didn't hit one of those power lines and be fried or sizzled. Fried Larry. Fried or sizzled. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd rather be fried than sizzled. But, you know, that would be disconcerting. Well, you know. You would, Larry. You, think you would have thought that through when he was going through his plan. Well, here we go. Larry. I see, I don't. You, we, you keep saying the word plan. <laughs> and I think we need to put air quotes around. I, the, the, I did. There's the, air okay. quotes. There's okay. air bunnies right around that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Larry started dumping the gallons of water tied to the chair to slow the gadget's landing, but on the way down, his balloons draped over a set of power lines. <laughs> Larry was left dangling five feet off the ground. The police oh, had nice. to shut down electricity in the Long Beach neighborhood for 20 minutes in order for Larry to safely exit his homemade craft. You know, he was really lucky. He was in an aluminum lawn chair. Yep. That's a pretty good conductor right there. <laughs> he went down and into the back yard of a house in Long Beach. He was immediately arrested by waiting members of the LAPD. I wonder if, did he have a seatbelt on the, on the launch? I, I guess he was lost. No, they somewhere. didn't have seatbelts on anything in the 70s. I know. Uh, let's see. When asked by a reporter why he'd done it, Walters replied, a man just can't sit around. This motherfucker wasn't riding a bicycle in the air. That's exactly what he was doing, was sitting in a lawn chair, legs crossed, smoking a cigarette, yeah. eating drinking a sandwich. Coke, yeah, drinking his Miller, yeah. chilling. I bet he had a liverwurst sandwich. That sounds Ew. like quite the adventure. Uh, yeah. 
Well, well it was not as amusing for some people as it was for others, Timmy. Okay. Now, the Federal Aviation Administration, They frown FAA, on that. They were initially baffled by this incident. I bet they were. The regional safety inspector, Neil Savoy, reportedly said, we know he broke some part of the FAA Act, and as soon as we decide which part it is, some type of charge will be filed. You just can't go flying your... Willy-nilly. You can't fly your lawn chair (laughs) willy-nilly. You got to have some permits. Right, exactly. And it wasn't long before the local press and the national press got in on this, and Larry had been catapulted, metaphorically, unexpectedly and unprepared, much like his flight, from obscurity to national fame. And for a time, he hired an agent to handle the deluge of interview requests. No, an agent. He was uh, he was popular, Brandy. What Was he more popular than Captain Kangaroo? I think he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for unexplained reasons, he decided that was a bad idea. No more agents, he said. I am on my own. Everything happens so fast, and so many people come to me saying, we're looking out for you. I'm going to handle everything from now on. Oh, he had a lot of hanger One to one. That's oh. me. That's fair. Yeah, we have yeah. that problem in the podcasting industry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere I go, women just want to kiss me right on the mouth. Is yeah, that I what know. it is? Yeah. yeah. I, I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't, you're not with me all the time. Yeah, That's true. I am not. Now, in December of 82, he was accused at FAA of committing several violations um, in some that they actually probably wrote just for him because they were <laughs> never prepared for a lawn chair balloon guy. Well, you never, you, you just don't anticipate someone flying around in a lawn chair. Well, he got, including operating a civil aircraft for which there is not currently, in effect, an airworthiness certificate. They didn't think it was airworthy? Well, clearly it was. It made it up to 36,000 feet. <laughs> I believe that would be 60, some... 16,000. 16,000 feet. I would, when I would have gone to court on that one, Timmy, I would have said it's self-evident that. that it was airworthy because it got me up to 16,000 feet. I think you would have won, Colonel. Well... He said, if the FAA was around. <laughs> he said what? Hold on, listen to this. If He's the defined. FAA was around when the Wright brothers were testing their aircraft. <laughs> Jesus. They would have never been able to make their first flight. Why in the He's fuck got would... an argument there, Brandy. <laughs> Why um... the fuck would you have an FAA? Do we have a Martians administration? Brandy, he's got an argument. We all do. <laughs> it's not a good one, but he's got one. Despite his punishment, he he did not rule out the possibility of another flight. He said, we've been looking at the Bahamas and a couple other possibilities. It depends on whether or not I can get somebody to finance it, because I sure can't. (laughs) He dropped his four grand, his life savings on that flight. Now, he appealed to violations and admitted to only one of the charges, not establishing and maintaining two-way contact with airport control tower. According to the FAA, the flight was... Potentially unsafe. <laughs> but you Walters think? had not intended to endanger anyone. So Good they reduced God. the fine down to 1500 Several of his deflated six-feet-wide balloons were signed by Walters given to neighborhood children. The lawn chair was given to a local boy, although Walters later admitted he regretted doing so because the Smithsonian asked him to yeah, donate it. He gave away it. his plane. Good yeah. Lord. Years later, the boy who had the chair donated it to Ripley's Believe It or Not in San Diego. According to the ballooning magazine, Larry Walters had inadvertently set a world altitude record for flight with a gas-filled cluster of balloons, breaking the old record of 3,740 feet. He shattered that bitch. Well, yeah. 
But it, it could not be like, officially recorded because his lawn chair lacked an altimeter, altimeter with recording capabilities. Oops. And the fact that the flight was unsanctioned at the time. Well, he was time. only planning on going 30 feet. So, Despite his newfound fame, Timmy, mm-hmm. things did not go well for Larry. Oh. For a brief time, he toured as a motivational speaker after his flight. <laughs> this but he is pretty motivating, Brandy. You have to admit that. Yeah, he, he motivates you to get back on your goddamn meds. But the years following Larry's amazing flight were, no, were not kind to him, Timmy. He quit his job as a truck driver. He was never able to make much money from his fame, and he found only sporadic work as a security guard. Larry received yeah. the Bonehead of the Year prize in February from the Bonehead Club of Dallas for his misadventure. As well as accepted invitations to appear, and he accepted invitations to appear on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and the Late Night Show with David oh, Letterman. Yeah, snapping that shit up. In September of '82, he told a reporter from the United Press that he vowed never to do it again. But a group of San Diego businessmen having offered him a substantial amount of money to fly a new lawn chair airship to be called the Spirit of San Diego, but nothing became of that venture. It was not until 1992 when Timex recognized Larry in an advertisement based on adventurous individuals that yeah. Walters even broke even on this stunt. Yeah, that commercial, you can see it on YouTube. Despite his personal appearances on the Timex commercial, he never recovered the initial $4,000 he invested in. You know they only give you like $150 for being on The Tonight Show. You don't get a lot. That's why I never go back. I don't think they pay you, do they? Brandon? Yeah, they give you like 150 bucks. I don't. I don't. That. But well, when you've been on time. the Tonight Show, they, do they pay you? No, she was. That's she was on Cinemax. Timmy, you get paid for that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Larry Walters never found happiness. Timmy never found. He had his. Wait fi- a minute. Let that sink into Brandy. He never found. Never happiness. found happiness, Brandy. Never. Never. You found happiness twenty thousand feet in the air with his beer and his sandwich. Well, I he he no because his glasses were down in the ocean and he couldn't see anything. Plus, he had you know he was over the airport. <clears throat> yeah. Now he was it's cold. He remained unemployed for long stretches, now, much why, like why can't he find a place in society, Brandy? Much like I don't know. Much like your future husband, Lanny. He <laughs> he I stayed Larry unemployed. Larry was related to Lanny. But in 1990, his soulmate and his girlfriend of 15 years, Carol, broke off their engagement. No. Well, hold on now, and I'm and I'm doing the math in my head. I don't know that you could call someone your soulmate if you're engaged to him for 15 years. It was a long engagement. Well, married a woman, and maybe she. He can get a job. We could have still married her. It cost like fifty dollars. But anyway. Larry is, of course, devastated by losing Carol. Well, sure. It's going to be how you're devastated when Dave walks out on the door on you because you're wretched. She, well, she's going to end up, what we end up with Lanny. Well, yeah, but she's going to be devastated for a while <sighs> until she finds Lanny. Yeah. And then Dave's going to be with somebody looks like, you know, they're doing the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Well, he actually deserves that. So <laughs> He does deserve that, really actually, yeah. So, anyway... You're putting up with your cooking and whatnot. Um, but anyway, the only time... What's your favorite dish to cook, Brandy? I cook lots of things. Frozen cornflakes. <laughs> frozen cornflakes? <laughs> corn is that even a thing? 
it's a West Side thing. Yeah, <laughs> Clearly, we can't. Why, that's why he puts his uh, cornflakes in the microwave. We can't afford milk in the West Side, so we just freeze our cornflakes and use the condensation. And, I see, huh? Um, yeah, it's very, very lovely, very Acme-like. Um, the only time Larry left his mother's house was to work as a volunteer for the United States Forest Service in the San his Gabriel Mountains. House. Yeah, I feel Larry's in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> he Larry, spent so many hours well. alone in the forest and staring at the stars, and like he and Carol had done together on so many evenings. On October sixth, Timmy, mm-hmm. he Larry hiked alone to him and Carol's favorite spot in Los Angeles, in the Angeles National Forest. He marked a few pass passages in the Bible, and he took out a pistol and shot himself in the heart, Timmy. Shot himself in the heart. In right the right. heart, devil. Right through the heart. That's what a woman can do to a man. Put a hole right through his heart. She put a metaphorical hole in the heart. He put a real hole in the heart. Yeah, that's what women are do for you, baby. Mm-hmm. When you don't just rip them out of her chest, stomp them down on the ground, and grind them up, and then cook them and eat them and whatever you do with them. What the fuck? Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> are you talking about heart or testicles? Well, both. <laughs> both. No, I keep... I keep those testicles up on the mantle. She has testicle Tuesday. Um, He left no suicide note. He was only 44 years old. His remains are interned in uh, Forest Lawn Memorial Park Cemetery. Oh, God. Um, Just tell me somebody ties balloons to his headstone. He had no children. (laughs) It survived by his mother and sisters. But the flight of his, it was not totally forgotten. Such an unlikely set of circumstances made for too tempting a tale by storytellers, propelling the antidote from fact into urban legend. In 1970, 1997, I'm sorry, Timmy, year of our Lord, 1977, Larry Walters was what? awarded a Darwin Award. A Darwin Award. <laughs> I, 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 I do not have a super employee award, but I do have three of those. I bet um, you do. So anyway... The awards have been presented since 1991. And uh, as Walters had survived his nominating feat, he was ineligible to receive the award, but nevertheless garnered an honorable mention. Oh. However, several authors, including George Plimpton, had found inspiration in the tale of Larry Walters' flight. They regale others of the tale of an earthbound man who had set a simple goal and attain it through the perseverance and sacrifice of his own sweat, blood, and tears. He was the Winston Churchill of his times. Is he the Up? Is that what the movie Up is based it is. on? Yes. It is. Yes. Yes. On the 20th anniversary of Larry's movie. lawn chair adventure, Flight 202, The Mythbusters, a TV documentary crew tethered a yep, portion yep, to yep. a lawn chair with 16 helium balloons and one for the pilot for one of the pilot episodes of that series. Wait a minute. Do they use the weather balloons or the... They used helium balloons. Well, that's I don't think they were legit. In a quest to debunk the urban legend, it was one of the first myths labeled as confirmed by the Mythbusters. So they tried to go in and bust it, and they were like, oh, fuck no. Once a guy hit about 8,000 feet, he's like, let me the fuck down here. Yeah. He started shooting it. He took a twenty-two with him, though. Larry continues to inspire amateur aviators. That he does. On July 7, 2007, Kent Couch, a 47-year-old gas station owner from America in Oregon, repeatedly flew 240 miles in his lawn chair. Traveling an average of 22 miles per hour, he used plastic bags filled with 20-gallon 
gallons of water as ballast against the large 105 balloons how, how tied you, to his lawn how chair. You, you know, go to the bathroom. Well, you just let it go. Yeah, you just let it go. Here's my well, question. Considerate for the people. What about that? Do you remember those? Remember those people a while back that I mean, they would you said like to that. Be- Get down the street. I'd see a guy in a lawn chair. It'd be amazing. <laughs> no, walking down the street to oh. a big old human turd. <laughs> okay, well, now I want you to. <laughs> I, think, I don't think. Here's the thing. See, I always wonder about that with the airplane toilets. Does it just fly out the side and then, you know, like 38 miles north, somebody gets just hit in the head with a loaf? With blue eyes. That's not what happens. First of all, you sh- people should not be shitting on an airplane. <laughs> Second of all. I think I think if you're sitting in a lawn chair again, wait till you get home to shit. That's only polite. <laughs> or you or you have to put a or you have to put a bag underneath the lawn chair. I, see who's gonna yell at you? I mean, well, it's inconsiderate. I think is what she's saying. No one. It's way inconsiderate. But is this? So wait a minute. Did, remember the people a couple years back well, how that would you wipe? were saying, "How would you wipe?" It? Look, I can't take care of everything. Well, you lean to one side. I mean, I don't know how you. How you do that? I mean, you well, you try toilet, to have, you have to bring toilet paper. You'd have this obviously. celebration when you land all of a sudden, and but you, you soiled yourself. It's not a. But here's where it gets good, Timmy. Okay. You Is remember the flying, flying nun? Yes, flying nun. Well, yes. they decided to do one better here. Okay. A Brazilian Roman Catholic priest and human rights defender, Adelar Antonio de Carli. Lifted yes. off from Ampere, Brazil, suspended under 600 helium-filled party balloons. Yes, cluster ballooning is a thing now, I guess. And reached an altitude of 17,400 feet between God. before landing safely in Argentina. Wow. I'm getting through yeah. customs a bit. Don't, don't cry for him. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's hard to explain to the customs official. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just... So anyway, on April 20th, lifting off from Brazil in an attempt to fly 725 kilometers inland to somewhere else in Brazil. About 450 miles. He flew using a chair suspended under 1,000 party balloons, reaching an altitude of 20,000 feet. <laughs> Dumb some bitch didn't check the weather forecast, though, and he got caught you, in a storm. You need to always you have your weather app. Yeah. Andy. Yeah, so, but he was a priest, so he just said, Jesus, take the chair. <laughs> well, Jesus, take the balloon. Jesus, take the balloon. Do you remember, you remember, a, I don't know, it was 10 or so years ago, those people said that their little boy had gone up in a mm-hmm. in a weather balloon yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Falcon was, was his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, Stupid name, by the way. Yeah, that was, a, that was. That was, was that a balloon? No, no I know the little boy wasn't in it, but was up, it yeah, supposedly it was like a weather balloon? Was no, it a weather no, balloon it was, it or was just a, like a regular uh, balloon? It was a regular air balloon. Okay. Hot air balloon. I can't but, remember. But um, I, that came on that story when I was researching this. And yeah. That, that was a, that was all for all the kids. Oh, I know. Yeah. Little kid so anyway, our padre here. Uh, he did. Priest. He didn't check the weather forecast. Did always he die, check. Brandy? And always he got, Next time you go up in a lawn chair, check your weather forecast. He got caught in the storm. Go in a lawn chair, I will. <laughs> there was lightning. There was rain. <laughs> when right. <laughs> he was blown all over, it was scary. But luckily, fortunately for him, devil. Did Jesus take the wheel? He had a GPS. Ah. He's got a GPS, but he doesn't Un- have a fucking weather app. Unfortunately for him, devil, he did not know how to operate it. 
Huh. Unfortunately, <laughs> he was in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> huh. Part of his body was found by the Brazilian Navy near an offshore oil platform on July 4th, 2008. The act won him a 2008 Darwin Award. Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. Adios, Padrisos. That's it. Now, with Brandy, what's your final thoughts on the death of Lawn Chair Larry? It's kind of a sad life. <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot. But he, he achieved his dream? I guess. I guess. And then Can he, you say the same? And Well, clearly I can. <laughs> Sitting here with you jackasses, clearly A lot I of people can. think we pick on you a lot. You do? You're awful people. <laughs> but you, you really love us, right? What am I supposed to say here? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> no, they think we I love you they guys. They think we're mean to you. Especially really, the colonel. Us, right? You are mean to me. Yeah, but you're mean to us. No. Chuck? You're mean to us, though. No. You, you know, you quite often I'm, you're mean to I'm me. I'm not. I'm not. You make fun of my dead mother, devil. I don't. You say his mother's God rest dead. her soul. You tell him his mother's <laughs> dead all the time. All the time you remind me of my mother's death. My father, my brother, my sister. He's an orphan, and you're and you make. Sometimes you call me little orphan Chucky, so <laughs> that's mean. You know, you know who we do love though. Those are the people who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to Patreon.com/slash/HistoryDweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or just a wee tiny bit, or just a wee tiny bit to me. Brandy is going to give a shout out to all the wonderful people who support us on Patreon. Well, first of all, I want to say. I'm going to start with Stephen Potts, and let me tell you something. Poor Stephen. Tim has told me for three weeks now that your name is Stephanie, uh, which trying, is why I said you're it. You're projecting blame to me. Which is because it's your fault. No, that's incorrect, it Stephen. Is, you told me Stephanie today. Stephanie Potts now, is a sponsor. If you would, I, um, and, and this is, you know, I'm, I'm not telling you how to live your life, devil. You're always telling me how to live my life. Why don't you come to the fucking Facebook page once in a while and you know some of these goddamn yeah, people. Yeah, you've been kind of absent on the yeah. Facebook group. The colonel and I are very active. Oh, goddamn, my we back hurts invite, from carrying you on that page. We would invite all of you listeners to join our Facebook group. There are a bunch of great people there. History Dweebs, not, the podcast. Not everybody's great there. Most some of them, them are pretty nice. And they have breasts, most a lot of them. And Perfect. some are spectacular. Yes. All right. Are we done? Yes. Okay. So, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Potts. Stephen Potts. James you, Seabright. Stephen. Tommy Lane. Jason Dykes. Terry Stafford. Shelly Garrett. Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Savota, Maggie Glover, Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, Maja, Tyrone, Amber Scoville, Marsha Boris, Stacy Alsop, uh, Jody and Sean Wells, Amber Anderson. Uh, they walk among us with Ben and Rosanna. Anybody? Anything this time? I love it. They, they're up for an award. They're up for an award. Yes. Best no, they weren't. Do we get to vote for it? They were. Yeah. They were. Listed in the top 12 podcasts of 2018. No, but uh, Insight is Insight up. is up for an award. You need to go to our page, look and uh, vote for our find a thread and vote Allie for and Charlie. Cool. Lorna Violet, Mike Deo, Kelly, Kelly Charette. Wow. Karen Widner, Callie, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, The Pleasing Terror po Terrors Podcast with Mike Brown, Ben, uh, Jennifer Riker-Smith, Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, the Now American History podcast with Joe Hopkins and Sean. 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 I don't know why that escapes me all the time. Hi, Sean. Catherine Cockgarage Richardson, Fiona Crisp, 
Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Aaron, Kimberly Cambrin, Elise, the History Goes Bump podcast with Diane Student, Annette Petre, Lise Jahara, Alicia and Chip, Marika Smith, Jeff and Don Chestnut. Who Jeff do, has some nice looking socks. He does have some sweet, sweet socks. Uh, they also have a podcast, Backroads to History and Poems by Jeff. Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Shirley Strapp, welcome back, sweetie. Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Cindy Lou, Kristen Malachinsky, Amanda Christine, Heather Poole, Adam McWaters, The Vanished Podcast, uh, Canadian True Crime with Christy Lee, Insight with Charlie and Allie, Joe Clifford, Mistress Vader, Ron, Tracy Smith, Jess, John V, Nene, Bridget Bernhard, Stacy, Christine Hauer, Cheryl Weldon, uh, Nicholas, Ryan, Margaret McDonnell, Aaron Turner, Michelle Johns, Clark and Diane Trowbridge, Beth Wallen, Andrew Scamell, uh, Michaela Wallstrom, Aaron Fowler, Leanne Flanagan, Julia Rodriguez, um, Ursula, The Comeback Podcast, Kim Stroop, Joe Clifford, Carol Elise, and what? Hiro. That's mm-hmm. that's the name I'm looking yes, for. Hiro. Uh, and of course, Rudy the Wonder Dog, who gives us a quarter because he has no job. He gives us a dollar, I think. He Whatever, he still has no and job. And he does have a job. He does have a job. The lovely lady Beverly, we hope you're feeling better. Yes. And the one, the only, Miss Dottie Scott. Yes. Uh, Colonel, any final thoughts you have before we go? Um, I don't have. I, I would just say wear a helmet if you're going to try this at home. If you're going to try this at home, wear a helmet. So do you think any of our uh, uh, members of our Facebook group will ever win a Darwin Award? No, but I bet. I bet my – and I can tell you, my buddy Clark Trowbridge, because uh-huh. he's up in Michigan, and he's an outdoorsman, you know, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Clark's an outdoorsy kind of guy. I bet you if you double-dog dared him, He'd tell you I could I'd do it. He'd fly a lawn chair? Well, he he'd only probably go up to twenty feet to show you he could do it. Until Diane but shot him out of the sky. <laughs> shot really Diane work. shot him down. <laughs> I get it. Sometimes I wish I, there was times I wish I could get on a lawn chair and just float away. Yeah, we there's times we can make that happen. Yeah, well there's times Randy and I wish that as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next time on History Dreams. Bye everyone. Good Bye-bye. day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.